This podcast is produced by the ABA Journal. We bring you the latest legal news every day from around the web. Visit us online at abajournal.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Modern Law Library podcast. I'm Martha Neal, a reporter for the ABA Journal, and I'll be talking today with James Silver, a criminal defense lawyer and former federal prosecutor. He co-authored with Dr. Ronald Shouten the book Almost a Psychopath. Jim, this book gives us a number of examples of individuals whose behavior really goes beyond the norm and making them difficult to deal with. Can you explain to our listeners how they might spot an almost psychopath in their daily lives? Sure, because that's one of the main reasons we wrote the book, was to help people figure out who in their daily lives might be an almost psychopath. The important thing to remember is psychopaths and people who don't quite meet that clinical definition, we refer to as almost psychopaths, will have a history of antisocial behavior, immoral behavior, illegal behavior, or unethical behavior. It won't just be one instance of bad behavior. For example, we all lie once in a while. We all might be a little bit manipulative with a spouse or a coworker or a boss. But somebody whose life reveals a history of this type of aberrant behavior is somebody you might want to think about as being a little bit different from the general population and somebody who might be an almost psychopath. Well, once you do identify someone as an almost psychopath, how do you best handle someone like that? Of course, it depends on the situation. Uh, if it's something that, like at work, uh, one of the best things to do is to try and involve some other people, like um, a coworker, maybe somebody in the human resources department, a supervisor or superior, because a person who's an almost psychopath has a mind that works differently than yours, and this person is not going to be easily dissuaded or deterred from seeking his or her self-interest, which is really what almost psychopaths do. So you're unlikely to be able to change the almost psychopath or appeal to an almost psychopath's sense of fairness or rely on any empathy the almost psychopath has because an almost psychopath does not really have much empathy. The best thing to do is to involve somebody else, maybe create a record of, of the um, uh, occasions where you, you find the person's behavior to be unfair or unethical or illegal and probably try and disengage as best you can. An almost psychopath is probably not bent on ruining your life in particular. You might just be the person who's in their way or useful to them. So the best thing to do is to try and move out of that almost psychopath radar. Can you give our listeners an example or two? We've all had some issues sooner or later with someone at work, at home, in the outside world. How is an almost psychopath different from someone who might be involved in an ordinary disagreement or dispute? Sure. A person who's an almost psychopath is going to be different than the average person by the nature of their whole life history. There's going to be a consistent pattern of inappropriate behavior, callousness, pathological lying, conning, manipulation, perhaps even violence, although that's simply a tool a psychopath or an almost psychopath would use. For example, if you're at work and you or you see a colleague maybe take more credit than they're due for a certain project. Sometimes that just happens. However, if you see a colleague who consistently does this, who seems to be planning on um, manipulating other people and getting ahead by consistently stepping on other people, consistently lying, consistently undermining others, that person may be different from you in some really important ways, and that may be an almost psychopath. I like to say it, to think of it this way. You can't spot an almost psychopath immediately, no matter how bad somebody, something somebody does is. 
you have to see a history of it. And I like to think of psychopaths and almost psychopaths as revealing themselves to you. It takes time and it takes attention. But if you look carefully, you can spot it. I know that the words sound very similar, but someone who's a psychopath and someone who's psychotic, those are actually quite different terms. They are. A person who's psychotic is normally somebody who's suffering from some type of delusional disorder, somebody who's detached from reality and doesn't really understand the world around him or her. On the other hand, a psychopath or an almost psychopath is nothing if not rational. They are interested only in benefiting themselves. So they're grandiose, they're um, shallow, they're callous, uh, they may be promiscuous, have inappropriate behaviors socially, um, uh, engage in illegal conduct, but they definitely know what they're doing. They definitely know the difference between right and wrong. The thing is, they don't care. You may care about what's right and wrong. All they care about is what's right for them. Well, it's a scary-sounding individual, uh, perhaps someone that's just best avoided. I think that's right. They are best avoided. Here's the thing, though. It may not be as easy as you think. The popular perception may be that psychopaths are serial murderers. They're very violent people. Certainly some are, and certainly some almost psychopaths are. But there are a lot more than you probably realize. About 1% of the population is considered to be, by most experts, psychopathic, meaning they meet the clinical definition of psychopathy. That's about 3 million people in the United States. Research shows that people who fall short of that clinical diagnosis of psychopathy, but who are above the normal range of sort of inappropriate occasional behaviors, might be 5 to 15% of the population. That's approaching perhaps 45 million people in the United States which, if you think about it, is the entire population of the states of New York and Texas put together. They're really everywhere, and the, the chances of completely avoiding them in your lives are fairly small. Is there any one skill or one trick that listeners might find useful in, in dealing with someone like this? Any, any particular tips that you have to offer? The one tip I like to offer people is this. You have to get it in your head that people who are almost psychopaths are physiologically different than you. Their brains are probably different than yours. They lie and are very good at lying, and they're very good at manipulating because they don't have empathy and they don't have the same emotions that you have. And you have to really understand that because if you look at a person who's a psychopath or almost psychopath and you listen to them and you look at them, you'll say, gee, that person's not lying. They're not sweating. They're not blushing. Their eyes aren't darting about. That is a signal that the person may be an almost psychopath or a psychopath because they can lie and they can manipulate, and it really has no effect on them. And you've got to understand they give up different signals than the average person does, and you've got to recognize that and not try and rationalize their behavior because that's what psychopaths and almost psychopaths depend on. They depend on your trusting nature and your willingness to believe what they say. And you sometimes just have to get it in your head this person is not to be trusted no matter what they say and no matter how calm and believable they seem to be. Wow. Well, that's, a, again, a, a scary-sounding scary individual. As compared to a true psychopath, I'm wondering what's different about an almost psychopath, and I believe there's a portion of your book where you focus on that. Would you like to, to read that part of the book so our listeners can hear how it explains it? Absolutely. I think that's an important thing to think about is what is the difference. And um, in our third chapter, on uh, page 48, we talk about this difference, and I'll read you an excerpt. A good way to think of it is that the distinction between almost psychopaths and true psychopaths 
is based on the quantity or frequency of the inappropriate behavior and emotional dysfunction. Someone whose life has been thoroughly dominated by illegal or socially inappropriate behaviors and callous, emotionally barren relationships, for example, someone who's frequently in prison for violent crimes or has had a string of failed marriages and estranged children, is probably a true psychopath. Someone who shows a lower level of inappropriate conduct in troubled relationships, for example, gets in hot water on the job for occasionally using company tools and stolen materials to do side jobs, serially cheats on a spouse or a girlfriend or boyfriend, is more likely an almost psychopath. Unlike their psychopath counterparts, people who are almost psychopaths are capable of living more easily among the general population and maintaining relationships with less frequent disturbance to those with whom they are involved. The almost psychopath is not likely to be the ideal employee, neighbor, spouse, or parent, but may be able to get along well enough to keep steady employment, although perhaps at a series of jobs, and maintain relationships, probably ones that others might describe as toxic. The almost psychopath uses others for personal gain, but is careful not to irretrievably push those people away. And if he or she does overstep, the almost psychopath effortlessly generates a string of excuses, apologies, and promises in an effort to preserve the relationship and future opportunities for personal satisfaction. This ability to function well enough to maintain a place in society, as opposed to prison or a treatment facility, is one of the major reasons that you are likely to run into an almost psychopath in the first place. Well, thank you so much, Jim, for taking the time to talk today. Is there anything else that you'd like to emphasize before we, we call it a day? Just one thing I'd like to emphasize is that with psychopaths, the current thinking is that there really is no treatment that works. There's really no way to treat somebody who is a psychopath. There is hope, though, that people who are almost psychopaths, who fall short of the clinical definition of psychopathy, might benefit from, from treatment and might benefit from some type of mental health intervention. So I would say maybe if you think you're almost psychopathic or know somebody or care about somebody who you think is, there may be hope and further research may provide some avenues to better the lives of the almost psychopaths and the lives of the people they're involved with. Okay. Well, thank you very much, and I'm sure a number of our listeners are looking forward to reading the book. That's terrific. I appreciate your time, and thanks for your interest. This podcast was brought to you by the ABA Journal. For more podcasts on the legal issues of the day, visit us online at abajournal.com or subscribe for free to the ABA Journal podcast on iTunes.